The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Started. Okay, so we are not finishing Hilgos Tshuva, Chas Shalom, but like trying to wrap up at least the questions that we raised this week that we didn't answer yet, right? So uh, I believe the main questions are, the main question left over from Monday, which we didn't answer, is why the Raman presents Tshuva Gemura before Tshuva, right? Um, and then there were a couple other questions on Tshuva Gemura that we didn't fully answer. The classic question of like, do you need to be in the exact same situation or not? Um, I, I might want to touch on that. And then there's the question, the, the outstanding question that we had on the definition of tshuva was about the nechama, right? Which is that um, uh, in the normal course of events, you have nechama and then that kicks off your whole tshuva process, right? Regret. What? Yeah, regret. Nechama is regret. Yeah, you always forget that. This is recorded, right? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, is you should regret, right? Hashem says, I regretted making man, right? Um, so, but so in the process of tshuva, nechama comes after, sorry, regret comes after tshuva. So, what's the sense in that, right? So, let's start with that question. What do you say about that? Why should regret come after tshuva? And in case this matters, let's actually look at the puzzle of Yumiahu that he quotes in context. Yumiahu 31. Uh, 15 through 19, um, which is the Haftorah of the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, I'm just going to read it in English. Thus said Hashem, restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is reward for your accomplishment, the word of Hashem, and they will return from the enemy's land. There is hope for your future, the word of Hashem, and your children will return to their border. I have indeed heard Ephraim moaning, moaning, you have chastised me and I have become chastened like an untrained calf. Uh, bring me back to you and I shall return for you are Hashem my God. And here's our Pasuk. For after my returning, I regret it. And after my being made, my being was made aware of my sinfulness, I slapped my thigh in anguish. Um, uh, uh, I was ashamed and also humiliated, humiliated for I bore the disgrace of my youth. Is Ephraim my favorite son or a delightful child that whenever I speak of him, I remember him more and more. Therefore, my inner self yearns for him and I will surely take pity on him the word of Hashem. I don't know if that matters, but always looking at the context is good. Yeah, so why is the regret after Shuvah? Well, I guess kind of the definition of regret. Yes, but, uh, you have to go there. I regret as I um, regret. Um, <laughs> Beautiful definition. You're or, saying good, say better. Or, uh, I that, that regret is uh, like a feeling you have that I should that I I dislike the fact that I did this thing and I don't want to do it in the future. Yeah, that it would make sense that uh, having that feeling would happen after you've done the process of tajuva and you've changed your your uh, outlook on this action. Okay, yeah, uh, I want to I want to uh, ask a prodding question to delve into that in a second. But yeah, because yeah, I think there's also like an intellectual basis for the feeling. Which yeah. Man, like, what was I thinking back then? Yeah. Had I known, like, this is the, how this is going to result. Like, why, man, I wish I knew that. Like, I wish I had thought that. So yeah. You're not just regretting the action, but, like, also the lack of the information. Okay. I think that's the key distinction here, right? In other words, when you do the sin and you feel guilt, that's not the guilt is not the same thing as regret. Right. Guilt you can feel just by knowing that the thing was wrong, right? But regret is when you can actually look back on the hate and say, wow. 
I was way off base. Like I gave into this emotion. There are these consequences. Like I dis- distanced myself from God in a certain sense, you know, uh, or in this specific sense. And you can only do that after you've done the actual tshuva process, right? Because tshuva is when you're actually like, in, you know, in order to do, to, to yigmor belibo ode, in order to uh, resolve to not do it again, you have to do the, that changing of yourself. And only when you've changed yourself, can you like look back on that past self and say like, whoa, I was off base. Started. Yeah. But then only after the sugar process do you Oh, yeah. Oh, so I got, I got to say this thing just because of, uh, it's not directly related to the Ramam, but, uh, uh, my, uh, my muscle about guilt is, uh, when I was in Yeshiva in the old building, uh, we had, uh, I don't know who designed this, but they put a smoke detector in the kitchen. Okay. And when the smoke detector would go off, all the smoke detectors in all the rooms in the building would go off. Okay. So what would happen is a frequent occurrence that you'd be like, sleeping okay at like 11 p.m and then all the fire alarms would go off and uh and you'd have to like run outside because you didn't know if this was if the building was on fire and you're gonna die or if someone was just cooking at night okay so anyway um so um so i think that that uh, so uh, the, all right, let's talk about that later. Okay. Um, so that I think is a very good muscle for guilt. Okay. Uh, the per- guilt is not an indication that you did something wrong. Okay. Because you can have guilty feelings when you didn't do anything wrong, or you could do stuff wrong and not have guilty feelings. Okay. You can have a fire that doesn't set off the alarm and you can have the alarm set off and there's no fire. Right. But like an alarm or like, sorry, like the yeshiva's alarm, guilt is a, a signal that you should investigate whether you did something wrong, you know? And if you find that you did something wrong, then you should do tshuva and address it. And then the nechama is when you actually look back and you were like, whoa, like this was the, uh, I was way out, uh, you know, I was outside of reality. Like that was a, that was a, the wrong thing to do. And that can only be done after the tshuva. Yeah. Right, so I want to like, I guess, take the boss and say, that should be like only done after you've done tshuva. Yeah. Um, maybe it's similar to what I was saying before, but like the reason that that's true is because until you've changed the way that you're looking at this action or the way that you were doing this action, you won't be able to look back on that and say that I was in the wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, when you're, when you are in the throes of the guilt, you can identify it as wrong and you can feel bad about it, but you can't truly see it as wrong until you've transformed. Right. Um, this is an observation that I guess have, that leads me to have a question of how it works or not a consideration in this regard. So we, we use the word regret, like you can, right now we're talking very much on how it's inspired by the guilt, um, but you know. Like or just talking, to be more specific, the tshuva is inspired by the guilt yeah. and then the regret comes from the tshuva. Right, yeah. right. So I'm kind of looking at it as a transient yeah. property eventually. Yeah. But if I like, let's say, uh, took the wrong road or something, yeah. just, and just took the wrong direction, yeah. it wasn't from the moral anything, I just... I thought that was the right road. Right. And then I'm like, wow, now I'm stuck in this ditch or something. Right. I really regret taking this way. Yeah. It's not really like a, an emotional component to like how ba- I feel badly about having taken this way. So obviously we know that that's the case. We can have a regret without having an emotional attachment to that regret necessarily. Maybe we don't like the outcome, but we don't feel something. There's no judgment on our state of like mind. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I... I'm asking, well, I'm asking, how does that, can you in this situation have regret without having the, 
without like look back at something and say, well, I, on the other hand, I didn't know. You know, I didn't okay, know. I, I hear what you're asking. Uh, yeah, Chaim's jumping to say something. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm saying like, it's not like we're saying that you can't have that without understanding what is wrong. Right? You don't necessarily have to have like this emotional feeling in order right. to mentally come to that, you Right. Yeah. 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 You can engage in shuva without without having guilt. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. That's my question. Okay. Yeah. You can engage in shuva without having guilt. I thought I understood your question differently, which is that is regretting the taking the wrong road is that regret of the same nature as the regret in the shuva process, and I wanted to say that. Yes, it's only quantitatively different, and taking the road is not an avera. The wrong road is not an avera. You know, like I think someone. Let's say, for example, like like um, I'll give you an example. This summer, when I was driving to Montana, I got on the wrong. Uh, I got turned around uh, without realizing it, and uh, and it added an hour to my trip, making a eight an hour a eight eight hour drive to a nine hour drive, and like. And by the time I got there, like it impacted my sleep and like I had less of a sleep and whatever. So I think someone who like really valued their time and their mental clarity would be like, yeah, I harmed myself by doing this, you know, and I wish I had known, I wish I had been like vigilant and like checking, you know, my, my uh, Google maps or whatever, you know? Uh, so I think it's just quantitatively different than an actual Avera. And also it's not actually an Avera. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, knowing what you're doing wrong and you're going to happen, right? And yeah. Just yeah. But that's still not like the whole line of like, you know, like the end of the law, right? The law is you want to get everything wrong and say, I don't want to do that yet. But, but can't you like investigate what you did, realize I did that wrong and I didn't run it, and then say I'm not going to do that again? No, I'm not, I'm not sure how we're still answering why in the order. Because I'm so what I'm saying is that the first three steps that he has in this paragraph are all what he's calling uh uh like the the teshuva part of the chuva, right? The 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 the, the in this passage in it is referring to those first three steps as teshuva, right? Because it says right. right? So the essential chuva is aziva sachet. You see, uh, you know, removing from your thought, your plans, and then resolving not to do it again, right? And I'm saying that in order to resolve not to do it, we really do to do all the three. You need to have made these changes and done the self examination to be able to resolve not to do it again. In other words, it's not just like the way you said. I don't know how Davka you were being when you said it. you said I don't want to do it again. You can not want to do it again from the very beginning, but you can't resolve not to do it again until you've gone through that inner well, transformation. Yeah, yeah. Because you, I, I'm saying that, okay, well, let me, maybe I'll be more precise. You can't resolve not to do it again without going through this inner transformation that generates the actual Nahama. I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because it, I don't think it would make sense if he, if the Ramam stated the Nahama in any other place. Meaning, I think he has to state that the, the, by stating it this way and by quoting from the Pasuk, the Nahama the can only follow Chuva. If, if you haven't completed Chuva, you can't have this full Nahama. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Where else? Well, yeah, you know, what is the question? I, I don't think you're gonna write on the fuck. I don't think you can check it. I mean, what what hit? You 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 why did that investigation not lead to a, uh, a commitment to not do it again? To me, I would say there must be something lacking. So, okay, well, here, 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 okay, let me, let me try this. Here's, here's what I'm saying, right? So, so. That, that this it's almost like he isn't by that happened that it happened. Yeah. He just isn't formally saying, and now I, I'm doing this thing. And this okay, so I think I think I got it. Okay, so, so let me review the basic thing. There's a difference between uh, logical order and chronological order, right? And the example I like using is uh the chronological order is appetizer, entree, dessert, but the logical order is entree, appetizer, dessert. Why? Because Appetizer, the definition of appetizer is that which what's your appetite for the entree. It, it gets you your appetite going, right? So you can't have appetizer without entree, okay? Even though chronologically appetizer comes first, right? So what I'm saying here is that chronologically, the tshuva and the nahama can be simultaneous, okay. right? But logically, the nahama is predicated on you having gone through a tshuva process. Because then, right, come, right, okay, all right, good, yeah, I think that clarifies it. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, quick answer to the Chuva Gamora question, just to, to think about because this is our last session this week. So, so again, the question was, why does the Rama define Chuva Gamora before and go on at length before he's even talked about what Chuva is, right? Um, so I think the so this is not a question, uh, obviously. You can't understand what Shiva Gumar is without Shiva. This is more of a question on the Raman's presentation. So I think the answer might be like this is if the Raman presented Shiva first and then said what the complete form of it is, you might think that Shiva Gamura, sorry, you might think that Shiva is essentially about the results. Okay. That the that that the 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 real cue of Shiva is that I don't do the thing again. And the case where that's going to be most evident is when you're in the exact same situation and you don't do it again. Okay. But the way I understand Chuva Gamora is Chuva Gamora, what makes Chuva Gamora good is that it's an act of Bechira. Okay. That the guy who is old and doesn't commit the hate with a woman again, and the guy who is young and in the throes of the desire and doesn't commit the hate of the woman again, both of them are achieving the same result. They're both not doing the hate again, but the young person is exercising his chuva is a greater act of Bahira because he is resisting these uh the 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 his Yetahara and all the temptations uh of doing this and still doing it again. So by by placing chuva gamora first and highlighting the paradigm, the paradigm chuva is the one which is a full act of Bahira where you're grappling with your Yetzer. And then he says what shuva is, which is that you, you, you don't do it again. You know, it's just a clear presentation of this. And I think I can bring a, 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 a Raya from Rashi, from Rashi on the Gemara, where the Ramam gets this from. The Gemara, there's some, several problems with how the Ramam gets this, but I'm just going to read it really quickly here. So the Gemara, which is the source of the Rambam, were you asking me Chizkiah on Monday where the Ramam gets all this stuff from? Yeah. yeah. So like this is an example of, um, so this is where the Ramam gets his shuva Gemara from. He says, hold on. Uh, yeah. 
So what is a case of Baal Tshuva? So I think the Ramam's version says, what is a case of uh, Baal Tshuva Gomorrah? I think that's the consensus. Amar Rav Yehuda, Kagon Shabbos, Liado, Davar Avera, Pam Rishona, Ushnia. Okay, Ramam's version says just one time. So uh, a matter of an Avera comes to you once. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. Once, and then you are confronted with it a second time. Vinitzel Hemenu, and then you're saved from it. Ra, uh, Mechavi Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said... Uh, that it's a case, but osa isha, but also perik, but also magam. It's in, with the same woman, the same age that you're in, and in the same place. Okay, so Rashi says like this, and yeah, meaning like you're still young, so as opposed to being old. Kind of soon after. Huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, you'll you'll see from Ra- I think Rashi is is going to say that that's not necessarily the case. So this is my interpretation of Rashi. Okay, I'll, I'll read it then I'll interpret it. But osa isha, bosa makom sha'avarsham in with the same woman and the same place that you transgressed havera. But also perak mito and also perak in that same period of life. Okay, why mitok shedoma mikol vakol? Since it is exactly identical lizman shenifshabo to the time when you stumbled kavar yitzro misgaber alav then your Yitzhar will overpower or will threaten to overpower you, the Omerlo, and it will say, Re'eplonis, look at that woman, that specific woman, but also Makum in that place, but also Perak, and that uh, this time of life, Kum get up and do what you wanted to do. So Rashi is saying that what makes it Shuva, well, the reason why we care about all these same details is because it arouses the Yitzhara in the same way. You know, so the essence, though, of Chuva Gomorrah is that your Yitzhahara was aroused to that same degree. It's not that we care about the same particulars. Like, I don't know if this is possible, but if you could do a, 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 an MRI, you know, and and the exact same, like, you know, uh, hormones would be released and neurotransmitters and stuff with a different woman, then that w- I would say that that's also Chuva Gomorrah. You know, the essence is that it's the same, like, struggle and conflict uh, to fighting with your Yetzer. Yeah. So the, the definition of that struggle is going to require at least two things to be struggling, right? Yeah. So you have your Yetzer, yeah. which let's say, okay, it really is the exact same Yetzerah later. But just like the first time, yeah, you have some other component to you, whatever you call that, call it Yetzer to just to yeah. simplify things. Couldn't the secondary time it be that your Yetzer to is not stronger and in the back then it was weaker and that's the second, that's why it's not an identical situation? Uh, yeah, I, that, that's, that's entirely possible. Yeah. So maybe that's what the other one who, Rabbi Yehuda, was it? Yeah. Was, maybe that's why he feels like he needs to be so exact in that moment because like, or close to that, because mm-hmm. you haven't had a chance to develop other things that might give you a better chance to, you know, that it changes the circumstance to some. Right. But the Yehuda's only pointing out factors that would increase your age to hurrah, right? Now your age to So then that's the question I have in general. Yeah. Why are they discussing that half and not the increase? Right. So I think the assumption, uh, and this is certainly the Ramam's assumption. I don't know about the Gemara. The Ramam's assumption is that you did uh, the same, you, you've done Shuva. So Yitzhar Tov is modified from the Shuva itself. Right. Right. So it's like, a so it's like needless to say, but it's like needless to say. Isn't that the point? Yeah, that is the point. Right. 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 Exactly. Yes. No, no, I agree. Uh, so, yeah. So if it's the point, then how could it ever be the same identical situation? Because now you're post teshuva in a strong answer to it, when you can never repeat that. I don't think the same sentence. Not like, not like uh, the exact same. I mean, 
same setting, fine, but I no, 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 but no, there no. weren't just a settings component, it was also like your internal makeup component. Yeah, so you're you're asking a question saying that the balance is not gonna be exactly equal because you leveled up your Easter Tove. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that question. I mean, uh, I, 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 yeah, I hear the question. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's not exactly the same. Right. Yeah. And oh, and I, I do want to point out on that, and I'll call you in a second, uh, Yosef. That uh, uh, by the way, Shukumar is not the highest level of perfection. The higher level of perfection is you've changed yourself so much that you no longer have the Itzar Hara. Right. But this is just the paradigmatic act of tshuva. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to have any of these Yitzharas anyway, right? Does that mean he's not going to have this Yitzhahara anyway, right? Does that mean he's on a lower level? No, of course not. It's just that he he's not engaging in the paradigmatic act of tshuva. Mm. And that's the Ramam's goal is to highlight this is the pristine act of tshuva. Yeah. Everything except you is supposed to be the same. Everything except you is supposed to be the same. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, right. But you can change in your Itzahara and your Itzatov, yeah. I want to think more about your question, Fuzgao. I feel like um, there's more, I feel like there's more, if we formulate it differently, then I might be able to find inroads to it, but yeah. There is one idea, and I don't know how we hold here in our Shiva, this is a universal idea that, um, like, someone who maybe, I don't know about Sadiq, in the traditional sense of, like, where you're saying something about Itzahara, but at least that the path towards that, that you would think that, oh, it's like lessening and lessening Itzahara, but rather... As you become like a more, I don't know, a more Kedusha or whatever, yeah. holy person, you're actually in tandem with that, your Yitzhar grows as well. Yeah. So it's like these Godol and Godol actually have great Yitzhar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I so actually. Maybe that keeps this proportional. It's, it's, it could it's be. That, that's actually why I use Moshe Rabbeinu as an example, because what you're saying is the, the, the what Chazal say is the tendency is the, the greater of a person you are, the greater Yitzhar is. And I actually spent like a couple of weeks this summer delving into that. So yeah, so maybe I'll go share on it later on this but year. Proportionally, yeah. while it might be true that you're to brew, so did your Yitzhar, so that even if even if your Yitzhar is different, yeah. it's it's in in terms of relationship to your Yitzhar, the same as it was back then. So in that sense, you're you you are the same person. Could be, it could be. I don't know. It's going to be. Just an idea. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an important point, though. Yeah. No, I, I don't, yeah. No, I don't the point. The point. I mean, right. Right. You've isolated the variable of tshuva. Yeah. Of of of. of Chuba on the right. Yeah, right. Yeah, who told me that the scene where Galadriel uh, uh, rejects the ring is a good model of what this looks like? Uh, in um, it wasn't you. Yeah, it was either you. No, okay. Yeah, so maybe it was Rindy then. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's stop now. We're already going over time, but uh, okay. Um, yeah, we'll figure out what to do next week. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.